Good morning. I'm Allison Michaels with The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Monday, December 23rd. James is out, but I'll be here instead with the day's top headlines. Here's three stories that should be on your radar. Number one. According to internal emails obtained by the Center for Public Integrity, an official from the White House Budget Office directed the Defense Department to hold off on sending military aid to Ukraine less than two hours after President Trump's controversial phone call with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. My colleague Tolu Olurinipa reports that a senior budget official told Pentagon officials that Trump had become personally interested in the Ukraine aid and had ordered the hold. He also asked the Pentagon not to discuss the hold widely. These new emails shed light on the opaque and unorthodox process by which the Trump administration withheld almost $400 million in aid from Ukraine at the same time the president and some of his political allies were pushing Zelensky to investigate Democrats. In one of the emails, the budget official indicated Trump began asking about the aid Congress had appropriated for Ukraine after seeing a June 19th article in the Washington Examiner with the headline, Pentagon to send $250 million in weapons to Ukraine. The emails show that the haphazard process continued throughout the summer, including on the same day that Trump spoke with Zelensky. That's July 25th. That phone call, which took place at about 9 a.m. on the 25th, was followed by the budget official's email directing the hold at 11.04 a.m. Some administration officials testified that they had learned of the hold, which blocked money from being appropriated by both the State Department and the Defense Department, in early July. The emails also show that some Pentagon officials were concerned that withholding the aid from Ukraine, which relied on money to defend itself from Russian aggression, was ill-advised policy and potentially even unlawful. Lawmakers in the Senate, where Trump could face a trial in January on two impeachment articles, responded over the weekend to the released emails with differing views. Democrats said the new documents showed the importance of having witnesses testify during a trial, and many Republicans have resisted that. Number two. As we look ahead to 2020, a handful of deeply polarizing issues could dominate state legislatures. The moment is a potential sign of the partisan gridlock that's to come and the efforts to rally supporters during a hyper-partisan presidential election year. With about 38 state legislatures set to reconvene in January, lawmakers are preparing to debate issues that affect life's most intimate decisions. In Georgia, a Republican lawmaker wants to criminalize prescribing hormones for transgender youth. In California, criminal justice advocates are pushing to create safe consumption locations for drug addicts. And nationwide, anti-abortion activists are gearing up for another round of efforts to curb access with parental notification requirements and bans on certain medications. My colleagues Tim Craig and Emily Wax report that the coming state house battles reflect the deepening divide in the United States culture war. And advocates expect state policy debates will influence how voters think about the 2020 presidential election. But centering those contentious issues risks alienating swing voters for both parties. Republicans still control a majority of state capitals, holding 26 governorships and 29 state legislatures, but Democrats have made gains in state houses for the past two years, including the November election of Kentucky's governor and flipping both chambers of Virginia's legislature. 
In some states, bipartisanship could emerge on issues the Democratic Party has traditionally prioritized. Lawmakers in several traditionally conservative states are under pressure to find revenue to give teachers raises and to fix roads. In Florida, lawmakers are expected to consider proposals to deal with rising sea levels and climate change. And healthcare advocates are optimistic that conservative southern and midwestern states will continue to back away from past opposition to expanding Medicaid. But as the number of independent voters continues to shrink in today's Trump era, even more legislators could be prompted to push controversial legislation. Number three. Two people are in custody after a Sunday morning shooting left 13 injured, four critically, at a Chicago memorial for a victim of gun violence. My colleague Hannah Knowles reports that the shots began at about 12.35 a.m. after a verbal altercation in a home in the city's south side and continues as people fled a party. Some people at the scene told the Chicago Tribune that the party was held to mark the birthday of a 22-year-old who was fatally shot in April. The shooting, which police called an isolated incident, unfolded in a city that has struggled to curb high rates of gun violence amid national scrutiny, though homicides have dropped since a dramatic peak in 2016. Police say shootings in the city are on track to decrease again this year, but Sunday's tragedy raised familiar frustrations among residents and local officials. Police said they are questioning two suspects, one who was injured and another who had a revolver. Cameras captured part of the violence and technology that alerts officers to the sounds of shots brought authorities to the scene within minutes. Authorities said those who went to the hospital with gunshot wounds range in age from 16 to 48. Police said the youngest victim was in stable condition Sunday morning after wounds to the back and chest had left him in critical condition. Police described the injured suspect as a 25-year-old man who went to the hospital with serious injuries. And that's The Daily 202 for Monday, December 23rd. Thanks so much for listening. We'll be off tomorrow and December 25th, but we'll be back on Thursday and Friday with the latest news. If you want to get more news about the impeachment, you can now subscribe to a new podcast feed from The Washington Post. All of our audio updates on impeachment in one place, including the latest from The Daily 202's Big Idea, Can He Do That? and Post Reports, updated whenever news happens. Subscribe at WashingtonPost.com slash podcasts.